0: What's up guys? So in this discussion, I had retired Lieutenant Colonel Steve Murray back on my channel. He has a background in IT, information technology, so I figured he'd be a good person to talk to about the findings from the Arizona audit. And also, he lives there in Maricopa County, so he saw a lot of this election fraud firsthand. So it's a good chat, low-key, about 25, 30 minutes long, nothing too extravagant, but he's got some interesting thoughts that I think uh, are helpful. And also one last thing, if you wanna go follow Steve Murray on Telegram, he's got a channel under his own name. So I'll link the uh, the URL for it right there in the description below this video if you wanna go follow him and see his thoughts on different things. So that's pretty much it, guys. Without further ado, here is our discussion. What is your biggest takeaway from reading this report and uh, where do you think, I guess, we're headed from here?
1: Well, I think the biggest takeaway was that the the uh, Arizona Senate referred it to the AG's office for criminal investigations. That's a huge, huge marker. I think that there was a lot of things filtered out of the report. And there's people are hanging on a lot of the different things. The first thing they're hanging on is they didn't decertify the election. That's, that's not what this was all about. Secondly, they didn't release vote tallies. That's not what this was about. The third thing is that people are freaked out because the the ballot counts and the machine counts are the same. Okay, who cares? They're paper ballots. They haven't analyzed the paper yet. Mm -hmm. Remember, the audit's still going, right? So they still have to do the Splunk logs. They still have to look at the router logs. They still have to look at the paper and the bleed through because we know that there was malfeasance with the paper and printing ballots. They didn't talk about any of that. So all of that's still sitting there. The the key takeaway I took away from all of it, though, was that the forensic portion of this that talked about the Dominion machines was incredibly damning for both the Dominion brand as well as Smartmatic and all the other systems that are linked to that um, server for three reasons. Number one, the admin passwords and the admin accounts were exactly the same across all the machines. And that's a big deal in the forensics world, in the cybersecurity world, because as a cybersecurity sounds like an amateur move. Well, it was designed for fraud. Mm-hmm. It was designed so that they couldn't repudiate who was at the keyboard. It was designed so that anybody could log into it, and you couldn't associate a name to a person, to an admin, etc. That that was the whole that that was a whole setup. The second portion of it that they didn't talk a lot about, which is probably because it's going to be referred to criminal for criminal proceedings is the fact that Dominion ran all the machines across the country. All of the contracts should have never been signed with Dominion. They, they basically privatized the election through the State, the, uh, the state um, Secretary of State's office and all these swing states and other key states. And Katie Hobbs signed a contract without certifying the machines. The actual certifying official was not on site when they certified the machines. And she signed the contract anyway. And the fact that Dominion contractors were running those machines and doing whatever activities without any kind of repudiation should have been a red flag for everybody at the Board of Supervisors, as well as across the government. Now, I'm not going to say anything about Ducey other than the fact that Ducey's a rhino. And he should have he should have immediately decertified that election, but he certified it. And there's and I can tell you, there's no way Mark Kelly won. There's no way the guy won. So that in and of itself, and I think the person who's done the best analysis on the election is Seth Keschel. He's the only one that's done real numbers on it. I think his analysis is solid. And I think what he's provided as far as intel product is probably the best, the best in the world. That said, the, the piece that they need to focus in on now is the router logs. And the reason why I say that is the second thing that came out of this on the Dominion side was that there was a number of anonymous remote logins. They're called Windows Type 3 anonymous logins. That means it's a remote login from outside of that machine, right? Any any server you expect to have anonymous logins, there could be system level accounts logging in, there could be application level accounts logging in on an autonomous um level across a number of different applications, right? As you go up the TCP IP stack, there's applications that talk to every portion of that. Now, the key that's that's gonna be uh, critical to get the Splunk logs is it's gonna show where the destination IP addresses are, meaning where was the source IP, where's the destination IP for all those anonymous logins. They've got the time and date stamp so they can correlate that to a log entry and do very, very narrow searches. So that should be very telling. The last thing that came out of this that I thought was very interesting was the fact that they they deleted the log files for the, the SES server um, or EAS server. They deleted the log files the day before the audit was destroyed. Yeah. That is clear now. That's a RICO case in and of itself right there. Mm-hmm. The reason why that's important is they ran anonymous queries to delete the log files, which means that whole system was set up to be not only um, erased through anonymous, anonymous uh, queries, but it was set up to be done remotely. And the fact that it could boot from a second drive or net boot, that was the other, the last piece that came out of it that people glossed over. The fact that you can, so in a Linux machine or uh, even, a, even a, an Apple box, anything that's got a Linux instantiation on it, you can remote boot that box. You can actually, what's called net boot, which means you can send an operating system across the wire and boot that machine with the operating system that you have on your drive. You can, you can log into that machine. That's why it's important because that second hard drive allowed them to not only instantiate that machine remotely, but instantiate with an operating system that may or may not have been the operating system they sold Maricopa County. And my guess is they didn't release that information because they probably referred it for criminal charges because that is a criminal act. And the fact that they broke the contract just in the sense that they had remote connections and they had um, 59 ports exposed to the internet that's a massive 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 finding and it shows that the dominion ceo not only lied to congress but lied to congress several times when he said that this wasn't connected to the internet the entire system all the dominion machines across the u.s Connected while, remote. while
0: the hearing was going on, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors was tweeting on their Twitter account, looked like they were totally trying to cover their ass the whole time. And repeatedly, they would try to claim that these devices don't connect to the internet, they don't, they don't. And, it was, you know, really makes you wonder who was behind that account, you figure yeah. that it would be public knowledge who's tweeting from a government account. But yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of backtracking going on. How did you feel watching that hearing with the uh, professionalism of Doug Logan and Ben Cotton and those who were giving the presentation, the audit team?
1: Well, remember, they have to present this so that it can stand up in court. Mm -hmm. And I thought that the way that they presented the information, this is what we know. This is what we don't know. These are the things we don't have. And here's here's our analysis based on what we saw. That's the only thing they could present. I don't think any other presentation would stand up in court. And more importantly, I think the fact that they were, they stuck to the things that they actually could prove was vitally important for not only to show that, look, just on the demeaning machines, they should decertify the selection. There's absolutely no way you could certify the selection based on just the fact that those machines weren't patched for over a year. And you could also do it on the contract. Whether they do that or not, I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in the Arizona Senate. I definitely don't have any faith in Ducey or in Katie Hobbs. But Katie Hobbs needs to go to prison. The yeah. board of supervisors, in total, needs to go to prison. It's going to be a lot of people going to prison. which is Absolutely. You,
0: which is why there's such a I mean, collective fight back against this information right. coming and, out.
1: And Abramovich, if he doesn't follow through with this, if somebody doesn't go to prison, his political career is over. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that unequivocally. There is, there is an entire population here that wants to see justice from this. The, the thing that I want people to key in on is this isn't the end. This is right. just the first phase of the findings. Yeah. Don't get wrapped up in the fact that they, they're not decertifying this week. Don't get wrapped up in the fact that you know, they're not talking about um, certain portions of it yet. They still have some pieces to go. And I really want to see what actually comes out of the special master, because the special master is the same guy that said after the election (coughs) that there was no fraud. Mm -hmm. And he's hooked up with Hickman on the board of supervisors. He was a a consultant for the guy. Now, Karen Fan did a very good job of covering her ass and saying that, yeah, we all work together. What she was saying tacitly is that the Arizona mafia is alive and well, and they all kind of work together. And if you're anointed in the group, then you get a bunch of work throughout the government sector. That's what she was saying. Oh yeah, we work with this guy all the time. That doesn't mean he's a good guy. It just means they work with him all the time because he's anointed. So I really wanna see what comes out of this because look, there's no reason why they can't pull an image from the routers and they can't pull the Splunk logs directly and do the queries they need to do. They know what information they want. They know how to query that information in Splunk and they know exactly the timestamps for the critical information that they're looking for. This is not rocket science. So the special master, I think that's all smoke and mirrors. So we'll uh, we'll see what comes out of it. But I don't have a lot of hope that this is going to work out well for the Arizona Senate. But I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt right now, just to see which way it goes. Um, yeah, I think it's good to take. Uh,
0: I think it's good to take a wait and see approach with this. You brought up a couple of good points. A lot of people seem to have expectations that it was going to happen now. Decertification happened now. All these big, huge uh, things that take a long time to get through, and um, there wasn't the there was a lot that was missing from the report, and a lot of the reason being was because there was a lot of things not given over by the Maricopa County to the audit team. There was a lot of stifling, but it seemed like there was still some bombshells. There was still some or enough evidence that had credibility to move this forward in a, in a pretty substantial way. We just have to have some patience and, and see how the process goes. Uh, Do you think this could start happening in other States like a Georgia or Pennsylvania after they're seeing what happened with this audit, start getting their own and going through this process?
1: Well, Pennsylvania is kind of a red herring right now because master Tino um, was removed from his position I don't know the politics around that because I'm not I haven't followed Pennsylvania closely but definitely Georgia mm-hmm. we should see some action in Georgia Georgia will happen through the courts it has to happen through the courts because the entire state apparatus Raffensburger, all the way down they're all corrupt every single one of them took money from Facebook every single every single one of them is in bed with Stacey Adams so that's got to happen through the courts that's the only way it's going to happen in the Senate they had their opportunity to do something back in January, February, and they all balked at it. So, are there favorable, the of favorable this,
0: judges there in Georgia, though?
1: I think there's a few, um, but I think you know, predominantly, if you did this in California in the night in, in California's district, or you did in Colorado, no way it would ever go anywhere. Yeah. Same with Michigan, right? Michigan's got a number of Soros-appointed judges that are corrupt to the core. I think, but, but Georgia should happen through the courts. Wisconsin is a, is a wild card still. You know, the iron brigade is still working hard up there to, to get things done. They may get something done, but again, this is a long drawn out protracted process. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to, and remember there's point counterpoint. So for everything the white hats are doing, the other side's doing the same thing. And it's the same thing with the information side of the house, everything that the the center publishes, the mainstream media and, and the social media um, AI goes to work to to try and debunk everything that's said. The, the thing that they can't debunk is the fact that Dominion was wide open, they, mm-hmm. that you can't they can't deny that. So that that's where I think the rubber is going to meet the road. What I would like to see is all 50 states audited, because I know Jay Inslee didn't win in Washington. I know Gavin Newsom didn't survive recall. I know that in Colorado, there were several seats there that should have been turned over, but no, Dominion was there. Dominion was in King County, so County, Dominion's in California. All the blue states have it. So until we get rid of Dominion and go back back to paper ballots that we can actually verify. And that's the piece from the audit that I really want to see. I want to see what the paper analysis shows because I think that's going to be very, very telling. I think we're going to see a lot of Um, fraud just in the paper ballots, and we're gonna see a lot of printed ballots. So that's what I'm waiting to see.
0: Right, so it's just obvious there was so much fraud there in Arizona and, and, you know, around the country. And it's good that we're finally getting some hard details, some receipts from what happened there in Arizona, although there's still some work to be done. What do you think that us at home behind our keyboards or living our day-to-day lives, you know, What can the people do to help this process move forward, whether it's get the word out, uh, get donations, you know, what's the best thing people can do in your eyes?
1: So three things. Look at what happened with the Afghanistan drone strike. Social media forced the Marines, uh, the, uh, the CENTCOM commander to come out and actually admit that they made a mistake. That never would have happened unless people on social media made so much noise that they had to respond to it. So that's the first thing, you need to make noise on social media. Number two, you need to make noise with your local politicians and your state politicians, especially your state senators. The the state Senate is the one that controls the audit. If you don't get in their face and you don't start calling them every day and you don't start emailing them every day, they're gonna continue with business as usual. You need to be in their face every day, it takes 10 minutes pick up the phone, make a call, send an email, tell your friends to do the same thing. Pretty soon they've got 25, 30,000 phone calls that are tipping over all of their, their switchboards and their, their email inboxes are completely jammed and their, their email servers are tipped over. That's what you need to do. Get in their face and let them know that you're paying attention. The other thing to do is, you know, don't sit around the house and wait for somebody else to do it. If there's a rally in your state, if there's, if there's some kind of political action activity going on, go attend it face to face, make a human connection. Those human connections pay dividends when you're talking to 10, 15, 20 people, that turns into 300 or 400 people. Those 300, 400 people turn into thousands of people. That's the only way we're gonna get this done. And there's, there's a number of different conversations going on right now around legal action. Look, legal action's great, but the wheels of justice move incredibly slow. And if you look at what happened in Arizona, all the McCain lawyers descended on this place and literally buried this place with paperwork and motions and filings and a number of other noise to slow the process down. If you want the process to move faster, you need to get, you get away from your keyboard for 10 seconds, pick up the phone, then come back to your keyboard, send an email. Do it every single day. Do it five times a day there's no limit for the number of emails you can send there's no limit to the number of phone calls you can make if you have like i call, i've called um, the state senate here i've called a number of different senators here especially paul boyer that rhino down in glendale i've called that guy so many times his switchboard won't answer my calls anymore but hey he's getting the message that his political career is over as soon as his term's up he's out i may even run to take this guy out cuz i'm so sick of these rhinos that's the other part if you, if you have the time, run for office, get rid of some of these people. At grassroots, the only way we're gonna take back our country is if people get involved. You can sit behind your keyboard all you want, but somebody's gotta run for office to get these people out. And then once you're in office, then you gotta start passing laws to reverse what they're doing. Let's talk about the red flag laws they just passed. The House just passed red flag laws to take away military firearms. Why is that dangerous? Number one, and and most importantly, it hasn't passed that. It has passed the Senate yet. But if you look at what's going on in the military right now, again, for an insurgency, you need three things control the media, which they have, control leadership, which they have, control the military. They do not have that yet. Why? Because there's a, a significant portion of the military that is not getting the vaccinations. So, what's the next thing they need to do? They need to disarm the public. Who's the predominant number of gun owners in this country? former and ex-military so they can call me back to active duty which i will tell them where to go with that and then confiscate my guns do i think it's going to come to that probably not right away but if it goes unchecked you bet they will and that's the thing and that's the reason why people need to get involved politically and start running for office because if you don't these laws will stand and they can't stand my two cents
0: appreciate it Thank you thank you so any last words we went through your thoughts on the audit and what people can do appreciate all the expertise and insight that you've given us any last words
1: yeah if you need to if you want to reach out to me and ask me questions my telegram channel is uh, lieutenant colonel steve murray you can find me on telegram and i've got a check on i have folks ask me questions all the time
0: yeah i'll make sure that's linked down below and uh, for anybody watching out there too. We're going to start doing some more voice chats, Steve and I, on my channel, maybe his as well on Telegram. So go find him on Telegram. I'll make sure that link is down there in the description below this video.
1: Thanks, buddy. Always good to yep. see you.
0: We'll have on again soon. Thank you. All right. Take care, bud. Help me send a nice F you to big tech and the fake news media by supporting my work on Subscribestar. Signing up will also get you access to fun stuff like discount codes, live chats, and giveaways. You can find that link down below.